Hello, everyone, and good morning, and welcome to another edition of Livestream Sunday School for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio. We appreciate you being here this morning. My name is Melvin Gaines. We're going to go ahead and get started with some music so that we can get situated here, as well as allow you to go ahead and grab some coffee or whatever you're doing online. We are going to play from the Colorado Mass Choir, Stir Up the Gift, and we appreciate you being here this morning. Brother Greg, online, good morning. Brother Roscoe, good morning. <laughs> good morning. We appreciate you being here this morning. Colorado Mass Choir, stir up the gift. Brother Nate and Sister Marnell, good morning. My lovely bride, good morning. Appreciate you being here this morning. Amen. Stir up the gift by Colorado Mass Choir. We appreciate you being here. Ronnie, good morning. Nate Marnell, we're due to have a call together one of these days here in the very, very not-too-distant future, so I'll keep you posted on that. All is cool. Oh, Ronnie, good morning from California. Amen. Cool. We're covering a few time zones today. I like it. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for being here. For those of you who are keeping track, if you're if you're in California, it's six thirty in the morning. So Amen. Mr. Gaines, good morning. The other head coast. We're covering both coasts today. <laughs> Amen. Delia, good morning as well. Thanks for being here. Jackie, good morning. Have you got your coffee? I have my coffee, Jackie. We appreciate you being here. I don't know about you, I can't speak for everybody else, but coffee is a prerequisite. Amen. <laughs> we appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for being here. It's just about time for Sunday school. That's right, put that coffee cup in the emoji there. In the... That's right. That's right. Sister Pearl, Brother Walter, good morning. <laughs> we appreciate you being here. 
Amen, amen, and amen. worthy of our praise. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I just saw all the coffee cups. Choir. saying, stir up the gift. Amen. Good morning to everyone who's joining us online as well as here in the church. We appreciate you being here. Amen. All right. That was, well, let's not start it over again. That was the Colorado Mass Choir. Stir up the gift. Very nice song to start off our Sunday school this morning. And uh, we appreciate the praise team, the music group, giving us music in the morning to help us to get kicked off and get ready to go while people uh, get the cobwebs out and get the coffee going and get ready to go into uh, a mode of, frankly, praise and worship and listening to what God has to say through his word. Let's do some announcements uh, as we get started this morning. I'm going to do a, a small commercial just because I think it's important for people to know online as well, too, that we, we have material that's online during the week on Wednesdays as well, too, uh, that you can come and, and partake with. We have what we call our Wednesdays in the Word segments for those of you who are whether you're in our church or not, you can look at Bible studies and our 15-minute devotional programming that we have every Wednesday 
here online on our Akron Alliance Fellowship Facebook page, but we also want to encourage people. Um, sorry, Meta, but we also want to encourage people to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, too. We have a YouTube channel that has this same content as well, and we do recommend that you uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Akron Alliance Fellowship, and like the material because it actually does have an impact on uh, the algorithm process of making sure that our content is being seen. We, people have seen it already. But we want to encourage people to go to our YouTube channel as well and subscribe. We always have content every week um, between messages, Sunday school, where it's uh, be re, uh, basically a recording um, of our Sunday school material. But our YouTube channel has material as well, too. So we encourage people to get involved and subscribe to that as well. But every Wednesday we have content, Bible study, devotional. It's all out there. It's all ready to go. It's, it's, we've got several weeks of content that's already there. You're welcome to go back and look at it as well, too. So we want to encourage that participation as well, uh, just for the sake of algorithms and making sure that people are getting to see our content as well. Um, today, there will be a message online for those of you who are not in Akron to come to church. The message is pre-recorded. It is today's message called The Power of Faith. That will be available here on the Akron Alliance timeline as well. Um, right immediately following Sunday School. You'll see it here. It will be on our YouTube channel at approximately 11 o'clock um, this morning as well if you, have, if you have a preference for YouTube. So we just want to make you aware of that. Uh, but that content will be available uh, at about 11 o'clock on our YouTube channel. It will be right here on the timeline right after Sunday School here on the Akron Alliance Fellowship Facebook page. And please remember your tithes and offerings. We encourage you to continue to pray about your giving and what you're able to give. And uh, that is another form of worship. And we appreciate you giving it, giving it the proper due consideration. Um, we appreciate it because we also want to make sure that we are uh, taking care of uh, the necessary utilities and the things that make our building, building work, including our alarm system. Amen. Uh, <laughs> we want to make sure those things are taken care of as well, too. Um, if you are mailing your tithes or offerings, please do so to Akron Alliance Fellowship, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. We appreciate that. And my wife did make a mention of checking us out online. Of course, our website is akronalliance.org, all one word, akronalliance.org. And that will have content that took place during church uh, later on, it will be uploaded and access to that information will be available later on today. Um, but checking out our content online is important, too, because you'll know what's going on in church. Amen. Later today at 5 o'clock, we do have a men's and ladies cell group. Um, just want to make sure that you're aware. What? It's a kickoff. Yes, yeah, this is the kickoff for the fall. That's this afternoon at 5 o'clock. Ladies cell group and the men's cell group will be meeting separately, too. So that's at 5 o'clock later today. So pace yourself, <laughs> He'll, uh, we'll, but we're going to have good. We're going to have a good time. We get together again later on today. Amen. All right. Now we can move into the topic at hand, and that is Sunday school. We appreciate you being here today. We are going to be continuing our study in the Book of John, uh, chapter 16, verses 25 through 33. And good morning, Lisa. Just saw you uh, pop in. We appreciate you being here. Um, not a lot of verses, 
but it's going to allow, I think, for our conversation today about what Jesus is saying and what the disciples are saying. It's going to make for really good conversation and it's going to make for really good introspection. Introspection. Um, looking at your relationship with Jesus based upon what Jesus is saying. And we want to re- recognize that there are some things that Jesus is, is making very clear. He's making very clear about uh, how much God himself loves us. He cares for us very much. And he wants us to have this relationship with him. And it's a reminder, too, that we still have a lot to learn in our travails when it comes to faith and following Jesus. And I think that's going to be the lesson for today, for us to really just sit quietly and allow the Spirit to speak to you about where you are and, frankly, what you're doing for the kingdom. I think that's a good way to take this approach. So let's go ahead and get started by looking to the Lord with a word of prayer. And once again, we thank you so much for being here this morning. Father, we are thankful that you indeed give us pause when needed where we can stop and slow down now and listen quietly to you speak to us through the power of the Spirit. Lord, we need your word to be encouraged Because there's so much going on today where Satan is very, very deft at deceiving and disrupting much of what's taking place. Lord, we must be prepared. We must be ready and we must be able to speak your truth when called upon. We thank you for your loving kindness and your presence. Teach us, O Lord, we give you praise and thanks. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Turn your Bibles and electronic devices to John chapter 16. Let's take a look at verses 25 through 33. The key phrase for this particular section is, I have overcome the world. And that is what Jesus is ultimately going to say in the last verse we read. And it's important for us to know that he in fact is, he has overcome on our behalf, the world. And, but in the midst of all of that, we need to understand some things about what he has overcome and why that's important for us right now. So let's go ahead and read the passage. John chapter 16, verses 25 through 33. Reading, as always, from the New Living Translation. Please follow along in your version. Verse 25. I have spoken of these matters in figures of speech, but soon I will stop speaking figuratively and will tell you plainly all about the Father. Then you will ask ask in my name. I'm not saying I will ask the Father on your behalf. Verse 27, For the Father himself loves you dearly because you love me and believe that I came from God. Yes, I came from the Father into the world, and now I will leave the world and return to the Father. Verse 29, Then his disciples said, At last you are speaking plainly and not figuratively. Now we understand that you know everything, 
And there's no need to question you. From this we believe that you came from God. Verse 31, Jesus asked, Do you finally believe? But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And I think that's the message for us to understand here in John 16 verses 25 to 33. We still got to go through a bunch of stuff. We still have a lot to go through. And I think that we have to remember that Jesus is telling us this so that there's no misunderstanding. You're going to struggle. You're going to suffer. You're going to have things that you're going to have to reckon with and deal with. But take heart because Jesus has overcome the world. And understand something. Um, F.B. Meyer makes a very important comment here. We are to be of good cheer. We're going to have trials, though. We're going to have hours of trial. And God is speaking to us in Proverbs. He is giving us information. You ever read the book of Proverbs? I don't know if you sat and read the book of Proverbs like straight through. Like if you're following the two-year Bible plan, you're usually going to get like a couple of verses at a time. But you'll know that the Proverbs talks all about matters of life. Your behaviors that take place have to take place at life. And so God needs to speak to us in this manner. Um, and that's helpful for us, at least when it comes to living. But at the end of the day, he has to, of course, reassure us that once the time is right and the time becomes right, we're going to see Jesus again. We're going to see Jesus again in death, absent from the body, present with the Lord. But there's also going to come a time and place in this world where Jesus will say, that's it. I'm coming back. But it's all very mysterious, but we understand something that God wants us to know more about him and he reveals himself to us through his word. That's why Bible reading is so important. You've got to be in the word. We ask questions a lot about certain things and, and the typical thing we can do if we have a question about something, we can get on our phones and, and hit Google or DuckDuckGo or whatever it is and search it and, and get an answer almost immediately. Boy, the days of the World Book Encyclopedias and the um, Britannica, those days when you had to go and get these big books out of your, your, your shelf and look things up, that, we don't need to do that anymore. You literally have a computer in your hand where you can look up different topics or information. But when it comes to God's Word, you can even search that and sometimes verses pop up for you online. But we need to be in His Word every day. He reveals Himself to us through His Word. And there are plenty of things that He teaches us over time where we gain understanding over time. The instruction that Jesus is giving to His disciples took place over a two, two and a half year period. And they're still learning. And you can tell that by verse 29. Now we understand. You're speaking plainly and not figuratively. Now we understand. Now we get it. But 
Here's the interesting thing about that. That's what they say, but they really don't get it. They're still learning it. They're still in the midst of learning it. So we'll get into that as we get further down into the text. But we need to understand something that's also very important. Along with reading the Word, we've got to be in prayer. I'm very convicted about the role of our church. And this is going to just come you know, over time, but we're going to talk about um, reviving a prayer ministry. Having people in our church who are having the mindset to pray. Writing down items and taking note of things to pray about. We need to be in prayer as a church. We need to be in prayer individually and collectively as a church. And prayer is necessary, frankly, because that is a way for us to also experience God's joy. Joy. Joy that overcomes the world. Joy that overcomes your personal issues in your life. Joy that overcomes sickness. Joy that overcomes those things that just seem to be keeping you in a rut. But the more you're seeking the Lord in prayer and the more you're reading His Word, it's going to help you overcome those things and experience God's joy. Who doesn't want to have God's joy? Amen? That's what we should be always seeking after. And Jesus is giving this information to the disciples to let them know that there is joy in this relationship where God truly loves you. He wants you to experience this joy. The Where we fail most often is we're not praying, we're not in the Word, and we're not seeking any godly wisdom from anyone else. We'll shut ourselves off because we want to be in a funk and stay in a funk for a period of time because we're having a pity party, we're feeling sorry for ourselves. That's exactly the opposite of what we should be doing. The moment you feel like you've got an attitude problem is when you need to humble yourself before the Lord and pray and ask for wisdom and guidance. Maybe I should have done something differently than what I was doing. Maybe I should have a different response to this. Maybe there's a different way I can come at this. Lord, reveal to me what you're trying to say to me right now. You have to have an active mindset that you are going back to the Word and listening to what the Word is saying and letting the Spirit speak to you. Now, here's a little asterisk. The Spirit's not going to speak to you if you don't have a relationship with Jesus. So, something has to be taken care of before we even get to the Spirit speaking to you. You've got to make sure that the Spirit, you're listening to the Spirit speak to you about what is your relationship with Jesus Christ. And you're going to learn as you look at this, there are different people in different places when it comes to their relationship with Jesus. It's one thing to know of Jesus, but do you really know Jesus? Got to put it out there because that's really for everyone to determine and figure out. If we got folks in church who have been sitting in church year after year and don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and guess what? They haven't made that, taken that last step to make a commitment to who Jesus is in their life. Because the flesh is very powerful. 
the flesh will make you think you can do anything. And you understand that a lot of people are being taught that today. You can do anything you want to do. You can do whatever you want. You can achieve all kinds of things. Well, i got to tell you something. I'm very glad for those athletes who do make that testimony. I would not be able to do what I'm doing if it were not for Jesus Christ. Because you have to understand something. You can't do anything without Him. His Word says it. We've read it a couple of weeks ago. Without me, you can do nothing. Amen? Without me, you can do nothing. So, it's a good idea for us to humble ourselves. But be encouraged because the Lord loves you. He wants us to be, have peace in our hearts. He wants us to have good courage. He doesn't want us to live in fear. Fear is the opposite of faith. But He doesn't want us to live in fear. Take a look real quick at 1 John. 1 John chapter 5. Let's read verses 3 through 5. And I like to make sure that we have contextual readings like this because, you know, I don't like doing half sentences sometimes. It's, it's appropriate to see the whole thing, even if the first part of it may not be exactly what we're looking to do. But there, in this particular case, there is a condition that we need to look at here. 1 John chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. For this is what love for God is. Now look at this. To keep His commands. And His commands are not a burden. Verse 4, Because everyone who has been born of God conquers the world. This is the victory that has conquered the world. Our faith. If you're a highlighter, that's a big-time highlight. What conquers the world? Our faith. What a coincidence. The message today, the power of faith. That's the name of the message today. Verse 5, Who is the one who conquers the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? It says it all, doesn't it? You already have the victory. When we say, we're not just saying it just for um, as a byline or a tagline. We already truly do have the victory. You already have the victory if you have a relationship with Jesus. And faith is necessary because faith is what's necessary to please God. You've already conquered the world because of what? Your faith. Because you believe. And because you believe in faith, in the faith in Jesus Christ, you're going to continue to speak about this faith, about this truth, wherever you go, whatever you're doing, whatever you're involved in, at the grocery store. It should be evident. People should see you and look at you and say there's something different about you because of your faith. Even when you're not 100%, People will still see it. People will see you're a human being just like they are, but they'll know that you have something that they don't have. So we need to recognize that. 
Let's go back to John chapter 16, verse 25. I'm going to read the three verses again, verses 25 through 27. I have spoken of these matters in figures of speech, but soon I will stop speaking figuratively. figuratively. I don't know why I'm having trouble with that word. Figuratively. <laughs> and will tell you plainly about all about the Father. Then you will ask in my name. I am not saying I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you dearly because you love me and believe that I came from God. And this is again a reminder that Jesus is telling his disciples that when you're praying in Jesus' name, Jesus is our advocate. Jesus is not our advocate, excuse me. Jesus is our intercessory so that we can approach the Lord, of course. But God hears our prayers. But Jesus needs to be mentioned within those prayers. But it's not that God doesn't know what we're praying. Of course he does. We are all high priests now because we have this access to the Lord. We have a relationship with Him. And He's reminding us in verse 27, the Father Himself loves you dearly because you love Me and believe that I came from God. What does it say in John chapter 3, verse 16? God loved the world that He gave His Son. That whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. And He came because He wants to see people saved. He wants people to recognize the importance of the relationship with Him. It means everything as far as your eternity goes. Everything. And so He wants us to see that. And once Jesus goes through His death on the cross, His resurrection, we have a new relationship with Jesus at that point. That's when it took place. At the resurrection. Because He overcame death for us. He is the great overcomer. I have overcome the world. All believers can go directly to the Lord Jesus Christ. Take a look at Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews 10. And we're going to look at verses 19. Is it 19? Yep. 19 through 23. Hebrews 10, verses 19 through 23. Boy, time flies. I just realized it's 10 o'clock. We are moving along nicely here. Hebrews 10. Verse 19. Looking online for connectivity issues. Hang in there, guys. I don't know why that happens this time, every time we're on the air, but we'll figure it out. Hebrews 10, verse 19. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have the boldness to enter the sanctuary through the blood of Jesus, He has inaugurated for us a new and living way through the curtain, that is, through His flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed in pure water. Verse 23, let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering, since he who promised is faithful. You know what's really important? 
that we believe the words of Jesus, that what he says is true, what he says matters. He is speaking truth whenever he speaks. He doesn't lie. He tells the truth. It would be kind of a, a, a tough thing for us to worship and serve a God who is truthful and lies at the same time. Can't do that. It won't work, will it? It kind of defeats the purpose of anything we've just talked about. Because that means we couldn't have any confidence in His Word. He has to be a God of truth. And we must believe that He's a God of truth. We in our flesh like to be skeptical of everything. Because we live in a world that is loaded with truths, half-truths, lies, deception, you know, people saying things to get their way. Well, we can't put God in the same category as that. We can't put Jesus in the same category as that. We're the flesh. We're going to do stuff that we know we shouldn't be doing. But thankfully, we have a Lord and Savior who will receive us the moment we ask for forgiveness. And goodness knows we need forgiveness a lot. But we're thankful for Jesus. He is our great high priest because we are acceptable before God in spite of who we are. He loves us. And that's important for us to see. Let's drop down to verse 29. Back to John 16. Then his disciples said, At last you are speaking plainly and not figuratively. Now we understand that you know everything and there's no need to question you. For this, for this, from this, we believe that you came from God. Well, here's the thing that we need to understand about this passage. Yes, the disciples have greater understanding of who Jesus is, but I'm going to just put it out there. They're still learning. In order for them to get to this place, they had to go through a good two years of training where Jesus is speaking in parables and figures of speech. But now he's telling them flat out, I am the Messiah. I am the Lord. Anything that you ask in my name is going to take place because you believe in me. But this is only the first step. Remember, they don't have the power of the Spirit yet. And remember, and Jesus is going to remind them at the end, well, do you believe? Are you sure you believe? They've got to go through some things. Sometimes the best way for us to learn is to go through some things. Hey, and and you know what? And I don't like that. Look, I don't want to have to say that or make a declaration like that. And sometimes the, the toughest things about learning about who Jesus is means you've got to go through some stuff. But the reality is, the disciples are going to go through some stuff. They All they've gone through right now is just the learning process and where God used them to heal others and, and spoke that they could do that. And there were times when they struggled because they couldn't heal and, and they were still sorting those things out. But it had to do with their faith and what they believed and how they believed. There was a progression taking place. Guess what? In our lifetimes, there is a progression taking place. I'll use myself. My dad's online watching. He knows. I'm going to be 64 next month. I don't know anything. I'm still learning. 
Amen? Well, don't be so loud, amen, in that, that I don't know anything. I'm, you know, I'm just saying, I'm still learning. I'm learning. I'm still learning. And we all are still learning. We all are. You know, the moment you stop learning, you're dead. Amen? You're, the moment you stop learning about Jesus Christ, you're dead. Plain and simple. So, lifetime learning. I love what you know, colleges they put up. You, know, you, you as a 60-year-old or 70-year-old, you can take classes in some places for free. Uh, because they offer lifetime learning. That's what they call it, lifetime learning. You can go to the classroom and learn different things about different subjects, whatever it is. We're lifetime learners already. If we're reading the Word, if we're studying the Word every day, you may have read the Bible through three times already, but you're still learning because you still see things, you're still learning things maybe differently than when you read through before. Reading the book of Judges is an exercise in itself. Because you think, you think to yourself as you read the book of Judges, how could the people, how could the Israelites be so blind and not continue to remember the constant reckonings that they're being given? I brought you out of the land of Egypt. I did this for you. I did that for you. You went through the Red Sea. You went through all these things. And they get on the other side and they wind up worshiping calves and idols and everything else. Guess what? That's today's world. That's today's world. People may have been delivered from something. They brought through something and then they wind up going and worshiping it may not be a golden calf, but it might be a golden Cadillac. They'll worship something else. No shade on the Cadillac owners out there. But we know when we elevate things to a godly status that are not God Himself. We're talking about the world. When reading the book of Judges and and as it came down to, the people got tired of being oppressed. They were in slavery. They kept calling out to God to deliver them. And guess what? God loves them so much that He did it. He sent someone. In spite of the absolute ignorance of many of the Israelites refusing to believe, refusing to follow God. You read about that in, in Psalms. Psalm 106. Go look at Psalm 106. You'll see a constant reminder of how the people walked away from the Lord and yet the Lord loved them and delivered them. If for no other reason someone had to pray to God to stop a plague to wipe the people out. But it took one person to do that. That's how much God loves us. But He doesn't care for those who continually, willfully disobey Him. Because He has a standard. He has a standard that we need to live by. That's why we as a church, we as a people, <clears throat> need to be in prayer and have a prayer ministry. We need people to intervene for those of us 
who say it's not worth my time. We need people praying. That's what we have to do. And the disciples, we're just getting the first stage of this. Look, look at verse 31. I want you to see this for what it really is. Jesus asked the question, do you finally believe? That's one verse. Do you finally believe? That's a question that's open-ended. Because if we really look at that for what it is, because he's going to tell them, you're going to be challenged. We have to ask ourselves this question, do you finally believe who Jesus is? The finally word means you've got to get to that point where you have this relationship with Jesus. Not just saying, okay, I know Jesus, I know who he is. You know, the Pharisees knew who Jesus was. Pharisees knew who they were, well, knew who he was. He was their focus of attention. They wanted to kill him because of who he was. Verse 32. But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Leaving me alone. The time is coming where they are going to run away. They don't know it yet. Well, they know it now because Jesus is telling them, but they don't know what that means. What does that mean about us? When things get really difficult, do you scatter? Do you run away? I'm not talking about physically running away. In the case of the disciples, they did physically run away. A lot of them just took off, ran somewhere, ran to hide, basically, they were even hiding after Jesus came back. They were still hiding. They were hiding away in a room somewhere. They didn't want to go out in public. That's what we need to be caution, cautionary about. We need to have caution about. When things get difficult, the very worst thing we can do is run and hide somewhere. The very first thing we can do is run away from seeking after God and His Word. That's the worst thing we can do. Because you need to understand something about the responsibility that we have as believers in Jesus Christ. We're supposed to go out into the world. We're supposed to speak about God's truth. We're supposed to talk to people about who He is. We're supposed to give encouragement to others who are totally losing it. And... You have to keep your head, you have to keep your head composure. You've got to get back into the Word. You've got to get into prayer before the Lord. We have a world where a lot of people are just have lost their minds. They're not, they're not living right. They're driving crazy on the roads. There's one girl that we talked to at a restaurant yesterday. The guy, somebody T-boned her car. You know, T-boning somebody means you're either not paying attention you're something is not, you are not focused on what you're supposed to be doing. I mean, that takes a, a real, <laughs> T-boning somebody is really something. And we have to understand that if you look at the world you're living in, 
Jesus is calling on believers to just step up. Don't lose your focus. Keep your composure. Keep your cool. Focus on me and I will help you to help others. And that's what we need to be doing. That's what we have to do. We can be scattered because we check out. Because we check out and say, I don't want to do this. I'm fearful of what's happening. Fear shuts down your faith. Faith overcomes fear. Every time I see somebody that has a placard or something that says faith over fear, and that's what a lot of people were saying during COVID. Faith over fear. Because what was COVID all about? Fear. At the end of the day, it was about fear. Fear about doing anything. That was training in itself, wasn't it? You're being trained through that. Okay, so they're talking about COVID again. Well, faith over fear, everybody. Comes right down to it. Jesus is saying, let me read the rest of verse 32, because that's where I left off deliberately. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. So Jesus is saying, you're going to leave me, but the Father is going to be with him. And then verse 33, I have told you all this, underline it again, so that you may have peace in me. Peace in me. Peace in Jesus. The joy that you experience is the peace in a relationship with Jesus. The Spirit that dwells within you, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, will help you experience this peace in spite of everything else going on. Faith over fear. There's no need to be fearful. There's no reason to be afraid. Jesus helps us to overcome those thoughts we have that the world wants to tell us that things are not okay. And he's telling us, don't listen to what the world is saying. As far as I am concerned, and as far as you need to be concerned, things are okay. Peace. My peace I give to you. Not the peace that the world gives to you, but my peace. And we'll continue the rest of verse 33. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus is telling us to take courage. He's telling his disciples to take courage. He wants us to take courage. Live in courage. No need to live in fear. If you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, your eternity is taken care of. What do you need to be fearful of? What is there to be afraid of? When I die, I'm going to be with the Father. That's a reward. Our flesh wants us to be protective. You know, we're protecting this. We do this, protect ourselves. And we should take care of ourselves. Amen? But at the end of the day, when the Lord says, time's up, time is up. So what is there to be fearful of? You live out your days, but you live out your days serving the one and only, the Father. 
serving Jesus Christ. We're going to have struggles, but we're not alone. A prayer ministry will help other people to see that you're not alone. When you're praying for other people, when you're lifting them up before the Father, prayer is necessary. There's one thing that we as a people must do more and more as we trust in the Lord Jesus Christ is keep that relationship moving forward in prayer. We've got the victory already. Jesus has overcome the world. We can claim the peace of Christ during these troubling times. And we've got troubling times. We have to be prepared. We need to go out sometimes and have your head on a swivel. I'm not going to deny that. I mean, that's the way it is. But we still live with the peace of Jesus as we go. Jesus is not going to abandon you. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. You know, that when you hear the words never leaves you, forsakes you, that verse is multiple places in Scripture. Multiple places. He's saying that to reassure you. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. He never forgets about you. He never leaves you alone. We have a tendency to retract from God. He never leaves us. We need to stay focused on where He is. Go where He is. Seek Him. We need to be in sync with Him through the power of the Spirit. And that's what Jesus is telling His disciples. He has told them all of this so that they may have peace in Christ. May we live in such a manner as well. Let's pray. Father, thank You for Your teaching. Thank You for Your presence this morning. Thank You for encouraging us to seek You more and more. May we do so in such a manner where, Lord, we lift You up and just give You praise and thank You Continually saying thank you for what you're doing right now. Lord, we know things are far from perfect in this world. Lord, you told us as much that they wouldn't be. But we thank you that you indeed are there to help us get through whatever we have to deal with, whatever comes before us. Teach us, O oh Lord, encourage us. Thank you for loving us. We give you praise and thanks in all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for another edition of Livestream Sunday School for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio. We appreciate you being here today. Stay tuned online for today's message. For those of you online and not coming to Akron, the power of faith, we appreciate you being here today. God bless you. Take care of yourselves. Look us up on Wednesdays, everybody, and we'll see you next time.